Fetish Finders. Episode 3, Tickling. I'm Erin. I'm Haley. And we are your hosts. You'll never know our last names. Absolutely not, otherwise our <laughs> students would find us and know that we sit around talking about sex. And then we would have no career. Yeah, and then we would be fired, because I'm not convinced my HR director would love that. I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> think society would love it, to be honest. Then who's listening to us? not convinced anybody we haven't posted any episodes that's yet. true episode three and we have yet to post any we're trying to get a nice backlog for our millions of viewers we're sure we're gonna have we're procrastinators yeah, it comes from truth. being in really intense classes growing up and we've researched a lot about our anxieties yep. and how they relate <laughs> to our childhood we're really just i think we just want to be psychologists at heart and we've but not actually, like, the paperwork side of it. Oh, no. Like, yeah, just understand humanity. Yeah. And by humanity, I mean myself. And sex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here we here are, we right? Are. <laughs> so last episode, we talked about furries, which ended up not being that sexual. But don't worry, because this week, I found all the information, at least, that I found tickling Plenty very sexual. Sex. Yeah, very sexual. Do we want to talk about our private lives first always i always want to talk about our private lives um so i'm gonna tell them about your private life <laughs> oh you're going me first can't wait erin <laughs> has ventured back into the dating world guys and she's already in love well love is a strong <laughs> word but there are humans that aren't total dicks in this world did you know i didn't know i didn't know either all the ones i find are dicks you know, he's an older than me man, and he's, how many years? He's seven, eight years older than me? Seven or eight? I'm not sure. Um, and you see, and but then I saw a meme today, because you, wow, so many words that aren't coming out correctly. Usually you hear women who are like dating older men, and they're like, wow, they're so mature, and like yeah. blah, 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 which I think is true, but then I saw a meme today that was like, you always hear when you're younger about how boys mature slower and you need to like let them catch up, but you never hear about men being told women mature quicker so they should look at you as like a leader and example. And I was like, ooh, oh, yikes. <laughs> Which I they love that, but then I felt personally attacked that I was enjoying dating an older man. Well, I think he's like already learned to, hopefully learned to respect women. So it's not so much that he like wants you to lead him anymore. Like, I felt like in my last relationship, I was just dragging him along behind me. Like My therapist tells me that I very much was dragging my last relationship <laughs> along. She was like, last time I talked to her yesterday, and she was like, so do you think that you ignored those red flags? Because, and then she like went into like my childhood trauma about why I ignored his red flags. And I was like, oh. So you finally enjoyed your therapy session? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's I, awesome. It was great. She gave me a lot of insight as to why I'm an idiot. I like that. Yeah, me too. I think it's good for you. It was nice. Erin <laughs> didn't think she was a therapy person until I'm not, yesterday, I guess. Well, I'm not really convinced, but I think she gets really irritated with me because she'll be like, blah, 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 and I'll be like, okay, but why? <laughs> I don't think she loves that. Well, isn't that, like, the point, though? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. So, um, we're going to dive into Haley's personal life next. Can't wait. Should we start with the Diva Cup or should we start with the date? <laughs> um, let's stay on the date track. I had a less than ideal date yesterday. Um, who also is into fetishes. Yeah, he's into rigging. Soon to come, listeners. Once we get get the... Once Haley fully experiences it. Oh, no. <laughs> I unmatched this man. Oh. I will not be, at least with him, not be experiencing that. But 
he did give me a lot of insight into the fetish meetups around downtown Phoenix. Oh yeah, you started telling me about this and then as I normally do, I just plowed right through the conversation. (laughs) My bad. But what are the fetish meetups? Apparently, which, okay, this is also why I feel like he might have just been lying about everything he told me, but I'm not sure. Um, he sounded, the more you talked about him when you got here, I was like, he sounds questionable. Yeah, it was weird. I got a weird vibe from him. Again, unmatched him. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. But um, he said that there's, like, a meetup for younger riggers, which I don't know if there's, like, an age, maybe because, like, the older ones have to we- worry about, like, osteoporosis. I don't know. Like, breaking a hip. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just thought of that, and I thought, <laughs> no. I don't know. But <laughs> I think there's... Um, a younger rigger meetup at Rebar. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, because that place gives me such weird vibes. Yeah. And well, I, I totally... like Rebar, but... Oh, really? Every yeah. time I've been there, I've gotten, like, the weirdest vibes from it. Oh, Nick and I went there, and it was fabulous. Nick. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> now you can't say his actual name. Oh, wait, no, 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 that, no, like, my Nick. Oh! <laughs> Not that Nick. Well, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, Welcome. Nick's. Nick's of the world, we apologize. <laughs> Oh, you should tell Nick to listen to this. I feel like he'd be into it. I actually do think he'd be into it. I've been a really terrible friend, though, and I need to call him. Like, mm. three weeks ago, I needed to call him. Mm. Yeah. It seems like he has a lot of friends. Yeah, fair. I'm sure he's fine. Not that you're not great, but I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I, sometimes I wish that the podcast could view my face. Because, like, anyways. I always love, I don't know if we're gonna get sued for talking about my favorite murder on here but I always love when Karen and Georgia when Georgia makes a weird face and she's like tell them what my face is doing right now (laughs) Karen and Georgia don't sue us yeah please we're not worth much (laughs) fair so I feel like if listeners wanted to write into us about one thing I want them to write into us about where the hell your diva cup is honestly Tell us your theories, and now tell them the story from your side. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Last time we, I went to Haley's to edit our podcast, the fed, the furry episode, um, she was having, like, a mental breakdown. I sure was. Panic attack. panic attack. Yeah. T- genuine panic attack. And I get there, and she tells me that her diva cup is missing. <laughs> like, a diva cup catches your blood up inside of your vaginal canal. Yeah. And so I don't know who's stealing these things. But somebody in Haley's neighborhood is, and we should all be very concerned. Especially me. <laughs> Do you want to, like, tell them, like, what you did with it? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> okay, I just feel like I'm telling your story. I can continue. No, I'll tell it. <laughs> so the other part that, like, gave me the panic attack was that I just finished binging, like, in one day, basically, all of the episodes of Killing Eve oh, that are on right. Hulu, which is, like makes you really paranoid because it's about a female assassin and they're like stalking each other and stuff so I was already like in a weird mindset and then I took my diva cup out and I like my period was over hello world and um, (laughs) washed it out and then in like the directions on the diva cup it says one of the things you can do to sterilize it is put it outside which my friend Dana told me is not actually a thing and she's like a an optical engineer UV rays I don't know. She's an optical engineer at Stanford, and she said it's not a thing. Yeah, it is. UV rays okay. sterilize. Well, Dana, you're wrong. Okay. Dana? <laughs> Senior boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bet my laugh is so loud. We can edit that. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I put it outside to sterilize it. Didn't think anything of it. I think I went 
and like watched another episode of Killing Eve and then went like probably 20 minutes later back out to go get it and it was gone and I I like the bag that it was sitting on was also gone and I the weirdest part was that I put it like in the corner of my door so it wasn't in clear view like it was on the ground in the corner of the door her door is also like on a stoop like a genuine stoop it has like two or three stairs and then her door so it's not like like they had to have climbed up these stairs grabbed it and walked away but I have other theories about what happened to it. My other theory, before I went to the, like, stalker route, was that my cool lesbian neighbors took it, just for, like, a joke, and it's gonna be on TikTok somewhere. I don't know what kind of joke that is. <laughs> I just, I feel like social media is a disaster. Yeah, like, I guess. I don't know. I could see yeah. that being, like, a weird thing that I well, see on TikTok. But then didn't your chair go missing, like, yeah, a week later? Yeah, So maybe so- it is some weird, like, social media. Like, they're gonna take one thing off your until you have nothing left I don't know well, there already is nothing there yeah, isn't there like a candle holder or yeah, something there's like a candle holder and then like a really gross rug oh yeah so they didn't want either of those I don't know why they even wanted the chair no the chair was questionable as well or the diva cup yeah so, well <laughs> so listeners if that's a fetish that we should start researching let us know hit us up you can find us at fetishfinderspodcast at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> let us know you can also find us at instagram fetishfinders podcast that's a question mark we'll let you know i'm looking i think that's it it is fetish finders podcast fetish finders podcast instagram so aaron's in love Haley's still in a a roller coaster of heartbreak well the good news about this man is that i told him about this podcast and he like didn't run away didn't he was not (laughs) afraid of me which he actually was like he every time like we talk about something like that now he's like oh I'll I'll be interviewed for your podcast he doesn't have any fetishes but I think he just really wants us to interview him (laughs) I think we should okay before your wedding okay (laughs) too far so I hear you have a quote for us I do it's not a tickling quote it's just a fetish quote but I thought it would be a nice way to set the tone oh I love that so I'm gonna try to put on my best um professor Trelawney voice from Harry Potter. Perfect, I love it. Alright. Violet Blue, co-author of the Fetish Sex Guide, says, when someone has a sexual fetish, it means that for them, an object, manner of dress, or specific scenario takes on a magical quality, has deeper meaning, and becomes part of their favorite sexual experiences, or are sometimes absolutely required for satisfying sexual release sexual release you know we struggled we talked about this when we were editing about saying get off oh yeah and i feel like sexual release is the term we were looking for wow that paints a picture though it it really paints a picture doesn't it all right we're gonna go with sexual release everyone that's that's the chosen term (laughs) Uh, can't wait oh yikes um so to get started yeah the thing that kind of made me super pumped about tickling was also my favorite murder because there was like a hometown that they were reading about somebody like a tickler who was going around a college campus and sneaking into people's to men's dorms and tickling them oh anyway yeah continue (laughs) and so then i i mean obviously my first thought was this podcast and just like thinking about the different levels of this fetish because that's something that we always kind of talk about is like when does this just become like something that you do 
enjoyably with your partner and then when does it go too far and so I also found a little bit of research about uh, fetishes becoming problematic um, and the research indicates <laughs> that fetishes become problematic when like something or somebody forces you to um, repress or closet your fetish and so then the guilt like strengthens the fetish more wow that like answers all of our questions I feel like we say that we've said that both episodes now like where is the line right and it's the line is when you're like forced to hide it or suppress it exactly wow and even when I talked to my rigor date last night he was like asked or we were talking about that too and I explained that to him and he was like oh yeah that's fair because all of the people that he's had experiences with that fetish have been like super accepting and so he considers himself like very vanilla because he's always just been accepted for it but like if people keep telling you that it's bad and awful then I feel like that just kind of like builds up inside of you and then you start murdering people or yeah are you like finding people to force to do the fetish yeah like that article um I read last time about the little kid yeah um, did you know that this man was a rigger before you met him? No. Oh, okay. I didn't even, because I didn't even know that term, but you're using it either. so, like, very well oh, that you. I'm just like, wow, I don't even, didn't even know that was a thing. No, I had to ask him what it meant, but then after he said it, I was like, oh, duh. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah for sure. For those of you who don't know, did we talk about it already? I can't remember. It's tying people up slash bondage. There you have Rigging it. them to things, if you will. That should be a podcast episode soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, I feel like BDSM is such like a big umbrella that I don't even know how to start tackling I think it. we're both like too afraid yeah. to start digging into and it, we want, so we just keep putting it off. We want a wider listener base yeah. other than ourselves. Other than zero. <laughs> Gosh. So I read, I'm sure you have a lot more to say, but I'm going to yeah, jump go ahead. in. I read, so tickling as the fetish is referred to as... I should have looked up how to say this. It's K-N-I-S-M-O-L-A-G-N-I-A, which I can only assume is Nismologna. <laughs> I have it somewhere too, but I lost I should it. have written it phonetically. I, I like read it and I said it aloud when I wrote it. And then I just... Now it's gone. And now it's gone. In, so. in my vocab section, I have the word nismesis. Oh, so it must is, be nis... Melognia? I can't read Nismalognia? all those yeah. yeah. Nismalognia. That's what we're going to go with. I like that. I have a vocab section too this time. I'm very excited for it. I did it. it because of you. Oh, thank you. You thank inspired you. me. You're welcome. <laughs> so Nismalognia. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Tickling fetish people. Is sexual arousal from being tickled, sexual interest in tickling, reoccurring sexual urges with tickling, or... Sexual arousal associated with tickling. We totally forgot to talk about my personal experience with this. I'm <laughs> concerned, but let's go. <laughs> so as we said in probably like the first episode, neither of us has a fetish that we know of currently. <clears throat> However, I feel like I have a connection to all of these. Does that make me a whore or does it make me... I don't know what it makes me. It makes you um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice way to say that. Yeah, I'm here for you. Um, okay. So my only experience with the tickling fetish is not like fetishized necessarily, but it made me think about my high school boyfriend who I did not have sex with in high school. Um, but when we, when I would like go over to his house and we would like make out or whatever, we would have like tickle fights and then we would start making out. 
So, so maybe there was some form of like sexual arousal yeah, from sure. tickling. Because it's like when you're when you're like rolling around on top of each other. <laughs> that's honestly that's, that's, it's like a wholesome idea though. Yeah. Like it's 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 childish. Right. It's like wholesome and childish, especially high schoolers. And I think that's where the fetish might come from too. Mm-hmm. Partially where it's like an innocent thing, but then it's also like you're being touched in a way that could be like sexual. Yeah. I read somewhere online today that um oh it had to do with the fact that we can't tickle ourselves. And but part of the reason that we still laugh when somebody else is tickling us is because it's not like dangerous or doesn't feel like it's going to turn into sexual, which is interesting that it's also a fetish mm-hmm. because like our brains can like navigate that like we're not tickling ourselves by t- when we touch ourselves, like our brains are easily can navigate that. But when somebody else is tickling you, the reason that you think it's like so funny or that it makes you laugh is it's not dangerous in any way. But the articles I read about people who have the fetish who do tickle each other, it's still not dangerous. It's like very consensual and like a joint humorous experience. Unless you're sneaking into people's dorms yes. when they're sleeping and tickling them. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Something about, there, I feel like there's a lot of conflicting research about just tickling in general, because I've also, I don't know if I read it when I was researching or previously, so it's probably fake, but, um, I've also read that, like, the reason that, like, the reason that some people laugh is so that, like, people will accept them, and so when you, like, like for me when I'm watching a funny show by myself I don't laugh but when I'm with other people I do and so it's like a a, like a bonding experience kind of and so people who when you're being tickled it's because like your instincts are telling you like somebody's touching you in like a place that you're not comfortable with so you're gonna laugh to make them like to like defuse the situation interesting yeah I could see that being true Yeah. yeah But that, I mean, like, your neck is ticklish, but, like, you don't want people, like, touching your neck, you know? Right. But the places that we tickle usually are, like, armpits, feet, bellies. So, like, those areas aren't, like, sexual necessarily. And so they don't feel dangerous. Right. They're vulnerable, but they don't feel, like, dangerous. I guess, though, when I think about, like, animals and pets and stuff, though, like, those are places that, like, pets would, like, guard because they're, like, dangerous in the sense that they'll get eaten. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have plenty to talk about, but okay. you can have at it. Okay. We should have, like, a symbol or a, a sign, a signal, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> she just crossed herself. <laughs> like, I'm the devil. Um, never mind. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um... I thought this was kind of cool. I found this fascinating article, which I think is a chapter of a book by somebody called Tickle Writer. Um, And they think tickling is like the most beautiful experience that you can ever have. Oh, that's heartwarming. Yeah, it's like, it's so lovely. I wish I could just read you the whole chapter, but I will not do that. But the Tickle Writer says that tickling is symbolic for motion, for removing things from their complacency. When somebody is tickled, they may try to fight their reactions, but it is unlikely they will be able to remain still. They will start to fidget. They will suddenly find themselves cracking a smile no matter how hard they try to remain in their stoic stance. They will be removed from whatever state of control they are in. Which I think is cool. It's interesting because it's like, 
it kind of gets into the realm of like what I imagine other fetishes are where you're like losing control and that's like the exciting part of it because most people unless you're um I don't know most people are ticklish and so you can't control your reaction when you're being tickled my ex-boyfriend was not ticklish and it's unsettling I read I wish I could remember exactly what I read about people who aren't ticklish but basically the article I read said that people that aren't ticklish that's not true like they're they're still like fighting that urge to smile and laugh then maybe they're just like better at it than other people or something like that I can't remember exactly all the trauma yeah yeah I was eventually able to tickle him I know you're all concerned but I just it is unsettling though when you like go to tickle somebody and they're just like yeah. No thanks. No, it is unsettling. Um, although this article does say that not everybody is ticklish. Oh, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then all of the articles I read were like you said, heavily focused on consent, which I think is great. I think that seems to be like a common theme throughout fetishes because also like the more accepting you are of other people and other people's fetishes, the less like extreme they'll get. So I think that's a really positive part of the community that they just like keep accepting each other so that the people who have the fetishes feel safe and so that it doesn't I don't think that's the intention behind it but at least the it it works yeah no I agree escalate I read that so tickling is an interesting fetish because like where people can um climax from it I was trying to use sexual release in this term (laughs) term, but I couldn't do it so people can climax from like just the tickling but it's also often a pre-sex experience like foreplay yeah it's like foreplay for people with this fetish um I also read that it's not to be confused with the fetish that has to do with scratching so like a lot of articles will like intertwine both of them but they're very separate because one is like laughter and stuff and one is not so it's like not to be confused with the scratching fetish Hmm, interesting I didn't know that was I mean I guess anything is a fetish really yeah um I also read that it um can also it often crosses over with other fetishes like foot fetishes and armpit armpit fetishes which makes total sense yeah and that it also crosses over with um bondage because in it's like I don't, a loss of control thing. You can well, like tie people up and tickle them. That's like, but what I read in most of the articles that I perused is that that's like how you do it. Is like one person gets tied up and then one person does the tickling. So it's like pretty much bondage without with like another layer, I guess, mm. or a different or it's layer. It's like a part of bondage. Yeah, it's a part of it bondage. Yeah, like a less painful part of bondage. Maybe. Yeah. Um, one article that I read that I thought was pretty funny is just it's like a cosmo style article where you know like have you ever read the cosmo articles where it's like how to give a blow job yeah it's like that but with tickling so it's like (laughs) erotic ways to tickle oh i love it (laughs) so it talks about like using variety different places you can tickle um and just gives like advice to how to tickle your partner and i copy way too much of it i don't know why i copied all of that but i basically just copied and pasted a whole article nice hello world um (laughs) But should we go over some vocabulary? Yeah. So as you were saying, like the different ways to tickle, I read that that term in the fetish um, tickling community is weaponry. So you use like a hairbrush or a toothbrush or a feather or oils. And those are like, it's like the weaponry to produce the tickling. 
Wow. So that's one of my vocabulary words. I have um, gargolesis. Oh, I have that one too. Laughter inducing tickle. I heard it was heavy tickling too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like two different types, but that one is heavy tickling. And it can't be self induced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, nismesis is like the tickling that is like um, like light movement over your skin. So like a feather. And it's not usually associated with laughter. So like the type that like makes you get goosebumps type oh, of thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that you can do to yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can like tickle yourself with a feather. Oh, or yeah, yeah. Or I guess with your finger. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like in other sexual experiences, there can be a tickle top and a tickle bottom. Or lure and lee. Yes, it, or lure and lee. So yeah, so a, a lee is some a tickly, so somebody who likes to be tickled. And then a lure is a, like a tickler, so somebody who likes to do the tickling. So if I was a lee, I'd be hunting for a lure and vice versa. Oh, you're hunting. I am hunting for them, <laughs> which is also a tickle top and a tickle bottom. A tickle bottom is a lee, and a tickle yep. top is a lure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I re- I had that in my vocab, and then I started looking at stuff on Reddit, and people were saying Lee over and over again, and I, like, forgot. And so I was like, is somebody's name Lee? Like, what's <laughs> They're just really obsessed with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote down the word duhini, which I'm very confused. So if there's any tickle fetish people that want to correct me, please do. Um, from what I gathered, it's like surprise armpit tickling. And like you like tickle the person in their armpit and then you're like, su- like you like are like, aha, like I did it or something. Interesting. So, but I, I was very confused by that one, but I felt like I should bring it up anyways. Yeah, that, I mean... I mean, I was thinking about the word duhini. It kind of sounds like houdini. Yeah. So but what does that have to do with your armpit? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Those are my vocab words. Oh, this is connected to my personal story. There was, like, research that shows that um, tickling is, like, an introduction to playful touch. But we already talked about that, so. Hmm. It's kind of interesting to think because, like, you tickle as a child mostly, or you tickle right. children. And so often. that's, I think, oh yeah, this is what I was going to talk about before too, where it's like something made the wires cross where it became like a sexual thing to Right. You. Yeah. Should I go on to my news articles? I'm pretty excited about some of them, or do we have more um, to discuss? Let me just make sure that um, there doesn't necessarily have to be sexual activity involved in it. Like you can come just from being tickled and then you're done. Yeah. Or it can like, like you, well, wow. Yeah, like you said, it can just be like foreplay. No, yeah. I also, I read a whole woman's um, like recount of this experience that she had. Ooh. So she met somebody on OkCupid and she like went on a date with him and then they decided that like they weren't compat- compatible, but they like be remained friends. And then she released like a research article on, I think BDSM. She was like trying to research and he reached back out and was like, well, I have another fetish you might be interested in. And so they re-caught up as friends and he was like, yeah, I have a tickling fetish. And he kind of explained to her like the weaponry stuff and stuff like that. And he was like, do you want to like, experience it and after some time she eventually said yes and so it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting article because it didn't have to like they didn't have sex and they didn't like climax or anything but just like experienced it the tickling aspect of it so like he 
they like got down to their underwear and he like tied himself up and blindfolded himself and she tickled him with the weaponry I think it was like a toothbrush she said and maybe a feather and she said like the experience and then they flipped roles but she said the experience was really interesting because as she was tickling him she couldn't help but laugh Mm -hmm. so it was like this really like playful like fun light-hearted experience even though she was doing the tickling she still got like joy out of it yeah and then even when they swapped like she was like worried that she wasn't like laughing from any of the tickling he started doing but then like they like figured it out and it was like just like if the article was written in such like a heartwarming way it felt heartwarming I mean the fetish itself seems like you're laughing yeah you know like it's just it's like playful yeah yeah so that was an interesting um one I read Are we ready for the dark side? So ready. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so I went, dive, dove into the world of the news articles on tickling fetishes. There is an entire documentary that was released at the Sundance Film Festival called Tickled. I forgot to write down who produced it or who did the research, but it was a New Zealand, um reporter and he like found this like tickling porn ring in which this woman would pay these like men like tons of money to be part of this tickling ring and they would like post the or no it was it was competitive endurance tickling whoa so it seemed like she was just paying them to be like competitive endurance ticklers but really it was like an undercover porn ring and so these men were making like thousands of dollars and like doubling their salaries is what it said by participating in this but then I mean I didn't watch the whole documentary I watched like the preview to it Uh and then I read like the news articles about it but it's like there's like this dark side of it whereas like once they say no like things get like really bad and she like it sounded like she was trying to like blackmail them once they didn't want to do it anymore um so I suggest everybody watch the documentary tickled I want to watch the documentary tickled right now yeah I'm very excited for it and he said he almost released a part two because apparently people in the U.S. Marines were very involved in this, like, porn tickling ring in which, like, they were, like, doubling their salaries by participating in this as well. But it sounded like there must not have been, like, enough research for a part two. But he released, like, some articles about how, like, the Marines, not, like, obviously all Marines, but there was, like, a number of U.S. Marines who were, like, entrenched in this, like, tickling ring. Yikes. Yeah, it was very interesting. A lot of people who I have, like, met traveling who've been in the military and, like, been stationed in other places have very, like, intense stories. And I wonder if it has something to do with, like, being kind of, like, you're isolated with this group of people. So you're, like, you have, like, your brothers with you, but then you're also in, like, a completely different place. Yeah. And so I I don't, like, the combination of those two things, like, S, like, um makes everything more yeah or like yeah I can't think of the word it was like on the tip of my tongue and then it left it left it left it ran away from me this is what happens when you try to switch gears after teaching all day yeah seriously so I have one last uh pop culture um article that I found okay Apparently, there's an episode of Riverdale, the, like, show about, like, Archer... Archie? Archie. Yeah. And the, like, darks... That, that comic... I think it's, like, the darker side of that comic. 
anyways, the show Riverdale um, has an episode uh, called Quiz Show in which one of the main characters, Kevin, gets wrapped up in this tickling fetish. And apparently the watchers of Riverdale are very upset that this main character is like in this tickling fetish thing. So I don't know. But the watchers of Riverdale do not approve. However, Aaron does. (laughs) So does (laughs) Those were all the news articles I found. I love that. Um, I am currently scanning my Reddit thread. I don't know why I posted this whole thing on here. But I always like to look up, like, people's personal stories of how they got into the fetishes. Um, And this one, again, maybe I should stop doing this because they're all so similar and so accepting. But um, this one is a 27-year-old female who's a closeted tickling fetishist. Still can't say that word. Um, She's a virgin. And she's, like, super embarrassed of her fetish. And so she's, like, asking other people for advice. Um... Were people giving her advice? Yeah. Oh. I just wanted to make sure there was nothing. Um, But people basically just said, like, I get where you're coming from. Um, You can still enjoy... Because she was, like, concerned that that was the only thing that was ever going to, like, sexually satisfy her. Oh. And so people were assuring her, like, no, I still have, like, normal... I'm using quotes, normal sex, too. Um, And just telling her, like, the more... The more you repress it, the more shame you're going to feel, basically. Right, and that's where things get dangerous that yep. we talked about. I know, I just keep saying the same thing over and over again. No, I like, well, I mean, I don't like it, but it's just like <laughs> everything's coming so full circle. Right. Yeah. So what else can I, like, look into as far as people's personal stories? Because they all seem so similar where it's like people are afraid of... Not being accepted. Of not being accepted or of, like, being different from everyone and then they either like repress it and never feel accepted or they like find a community and then they're happy as clams. So what's like a better way to like get into the personal side of it? We need like a real human. We need to start yeah. interviewing humans. Well, I don't know how we're going to find them. We, well, especially in coronavirus land, I right. don't think there's too much hope, but I'll still hang on to that hope. Oh, this is kind of cool. I don't know what they're saying, but it starts with that is not the case at all. Um, and then they say, in fact, if you see just how miserable I sound in this post, then maybe it should be painfully obvious that if I simply had a choice on the matter, if I could just will myself not to be into this, then I would have already chosen that path by now. I'm 27. Don't you think I would have tried that by now? So this must be like the OP. Um, as far as conditioning myself to be this way, I've been into this as early as five years old, possibly even younger. I firmly believe this is inherent. My brain was simply wired this way when I was born. And they also said that they're a psychology major. So um, it's interesting to think that she was wired that way at birth. Yeah, I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that, but I wonder if she had many tickling experiences in her early childhood. Yeah, but who am I to judge? Yeah, I don't know. It's it is interesting though because we did like when we were talking about feet, we talked about how people's brains, like there's like a confusion in like the way that they perceive certain feet, so yeah. that it seems sexual to them, and so. Who's to say that that, I don't know. Yeah, We're you're not right. psychologists. Who's to say that that doesn't happen when you're born or that you're, like, conditioned into it? Yeah, you're totally but right. she thinks she was born that way. Born that way, yeah. Which also, I mean, that's, like, the same argument that people give for, like, um, homosexuality. Yeah, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, you're totally right that she totally could have just been born that way. Yeah. 
So, Haley, do you think that there's any fetishes that you'd be willing to, like, try with somebody? Oh, my God. If you, like, met, like, is tickling fetish a fetish that you'd be willing to, like, if you met, like, your dream man on Bumble, (laughs) and he, you know, you met him, and then, like, a couple dates later, he's like, so, I really love to tickle. Would you, like, get down and dirty and tickle with him? I, yeah, I think I'm the type of person with sex, maybe with everything. Maybe this is a problem. But, like, if the person is into it and it's not going to hurt me, like, why not try it? Might as well I give might it a go. I like it, but, like, why yeah. not try it? I don't know. I think I agree with you. If it was, like, I already, like, if somebody came out of the gate and was, like, really strong, like, hey, I want to tickle you, I'd probably slowly back away. Right, but if you already have a relationship yeah. with them. And they were, like, look, this is something I'm really into, I could totally get down with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, it depends on the fetish. Yeah. And I guess it depends on, like, how intensely they're into oh, the yeah. fetish also. Yeah. But I could, maybe, I could maybe get down with some tickling. Yeah. Mine as well. Yeah. And on that note, friends, our next episode is going to be on sports gear, which is apparently a really big fetish in the United States and different states. Because, Wisconsin? Yeah, I was going to say Wisconsin, so it must be Wisconsin. Yeah. When we first started looking into this podcast, we were, like, looking into more, like, obscure fetishes and sports gear came up as like a pretty common but like not common not socially like, common but it's like common per state and we couldn't find it really on FetLife very much mm-hmm. but apparently it's very common yeah also tickling was listed as like a very obscure fetish oh really in the articles I found too which I don't think it seems it doesn't seem that obscure to me I think once you really start diving into these things they're less obscure than you think they are yeah exactly. yeah so look forward to sports gear And in the meantime, enjoy sex. However you like. Bye.